So you've been escorted by one of the main receptionists at the Judge Foundation into a smaller conference room. It's really more of like a telephone room and there's not much on the walls. There's just one table, a telephone, two chairs, and then the door has a glass pane in it so that people could theoretically walk by and look in. So you're sitting there for a little while. You're starting to get a little bit fidgety and at last, a young Hispanic lady comes in. Um, her hair is very wavy and very shiny, and she's dressed incredibly well, but she's also very young by the look of it. Hello, you must be Casey, Casey Jones. Uh, yes, that's me. My name is Indira Vasquez. I am the Chief Talent Officer for the Judge Foundation. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, you wouldn't believe. This has just been such a, a crazy day. You know how it is. It's after graduation and everybody's just coming out of the woodwork and there's so many people to talk to and we just love getting new people in here. Busy, busy, busy. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Where are you from? What's your your goal in life? Uh, well, I am Casey Jones, obviously. <laughs> oh, sorry, that was a really weird nervous laughter. Um, So <laughs> I uh, just graduated from Miskatonic University with a bachelor's in astrophysics and astronomy. Well, what would you like to do with that? Possibly maybe be the next person that finds alien life on another planet or one of the first colonizers on Mars. Really one of the first colonizers on Mars because Mars is amazing. Isn't it though? <sighs> so when did you know that you wanted to look for alien life. I mean, I'm sure we're going to find it. It's really only a matter of time. I mean, it's found us, hasn't it? <laughs> um, I, I guess it started when I was a little kid and my dad used to take me out to the hills and stuff like that every summer. And then we'd spend maybe a week or two out there just watching and studying the stars. Well, that's so nice. Yeah, he was a good dad. Oh, he sounds like it. I didn't really know my dad very well, but from what I hear, it's a good thing. So say you, you were hired on, and you were looking at the stars, and you found something, some alien life. What would you do? Um, What's the then what of that question? Well, I guess since I was the one that found it, I would try and document it, and then go find a supervisor or my boss and show, hey, look, alien life. <laughs> it's interesting that you'd be more concerned with sharing the news rather than you know s some people are just so selfish with their discoveries and they just try to keep it to themselves and we like that we like that you want to share with your immediate group because then we can figure out together as a team what to do with it yeah that's my main goal you know just working with other people to try and find out you know, are we the only ones here? I mean, obviously, I don't believe that, but, you know, a lot of people around the world think us kind of people that believe that there is alien life or a little cuckoo, you know? Well, if they only knew how many times these cuckoo people saved them from certain death, they would definitely not think that anymore. Let me tell you. Save them from certain death? Oh, you know, the Judge Foundation has just always, always been here. For the last 130 years or so, we've been really dedicated to saving mankind, not just from ourselves, because occasionally we got to do that, but, you know, 
with all the portals that had been opening up and who knows what running through all of our reality, really. We had someone had to step up and save people from it. And that was us. That's how we got our founding. And we've worked our way up since there. This whole building is ours. Did you know that? Like, stop and stare and look around. This whole thing? The whole thing. Every floor is a different study or department. Everyone here is a really valuable part of our our family. And that's really, even though we're really huge, that's what we're really all about, is working as a family in order to save the world. And I know that sounds melodramatic, but that is what we do every day. It sounds very exciting. Are you comfortable with that level of responsibility, the whole world? Like, if we posted you up where the previous astronomer was, you'd be one of our first lines of defense. You'd be watching the stars for anything weird. That actually sounds really exciting. <laughs> like, rubbing my hands excitedly and, like, perks up and <laughs> smiles. Oh, I'm so glad. We love having passionate people here. It makes it a lot easier to do what we got to do if everyone cares about it. So tell me about your work at the Adler. That's such a cute little facility. Oh, well, I mean, the job is only part-time, but, you know, I usually just run some tour groups sometimes, explaining to, you know, elementary school kids or kindergartners, hey, this is our universe, this is where we live. And some of the teachers kind of don't like it when I start going off about, you know, possible life on other planets or that maybe we might not be the first human-like beings here on Earth, but, you know... It, it pays. I get to use the observatory, so it's a pretty good job. You can't start too young with the kiddos. Exactly. They gotta know. Exactly. So, I know everyone hates this question, but what sets you apart from any of the other potential candidates? Well, I guess I'd have to say is, I guess, just my passion for finding out I guess you'd say what's behind the veil and then trying to find hard evidence to convince everyone else that, hey, this is here, you know, possibly make a world changing discovery and just work together with other like minded people like me where I can feel like I'm at home. That's so lovely and so true. Let's say hypothetically, you found something that Maybe your superior wouldn't be all that thrilled to hear. What would you do then? Something they wouldn't be thrilled to hear, but I mean... What would there be that someone working here at this great foundation wouldn't want to hear? Oh, nothing, of course. It's just to test your your conflict resolution skills. Because sometimes other people have other jobs that they're working on, and then we step on each other's toes a lot, and then they're, like, trying to bury it. Mm. Well, I mean, if it's something that they probably wouldn't like, if it's something significant that might have an impact on the world as it is, I guess I'd have to go with my gut instinct and tell them about it anyway. Or try and find someone in the vicinity that's also a supervisor that would listen to me. Love it. That's so resourceful. And you never, people get weird. You never know, right? Yeah, yeah. 
So why don't you tell me about a time that you had a conflict where you had to resolve it? <laughs> Poorly worded, but you know what I mean. Uh, well, I guess one time when I was back in college, I had a classmate that saw that I was doing a research paper on the possibility of Atlantis actually being an alien spaceship that landed on Earth millions of years ago. And she kind of stole my work. Uh, unbelievable. But, you know, instead of just like going to her face and confronting her about it, I actually took the steps to go back and then show my professor, hey, you know, I did this and here's my evidence of me taking out these books on this thing and doing all this research, dating back. I even had my friend in the IT department actually look back up my research history and my history and, you know, on that I used on the class computers to show that I actually was doing research on this topic way before her. And I had also saved several copies on a backup drive that I had that my friend also made me this computer. So pretty much I just use whatever resources I found around me to kind of quietly handle the situation so that she wasn't really embarrassed. That was so conscientious, even though she totally didn't deserve it. Yeah, I know. Love it. So fastidious with your record keeping. We love that. The last astronomer didn't keep notes for shit. And just trying to figure out what he was doing at any given time has just been a nightmare. Well, you don't have to worry about that for me. I'm very meticulous with my notes. It sure sounds like it. So why are you looking to leave the Adler? I mean, I understand this would be full-time work, but that aside. I guess I just want to get more serious about astronomy, astrophysics, and, you know, planetary science and things like that. I want to get more hands-on and do actual work involving this field. I mean, I probably will still volunteer from time to time at the Adler Planetarium, you know, using the knowledge that I've gained from here. I feel like it will make me just an overall well-rounded and better person. I love that. And it's so important to give back to the community, you know? Mm -hmm. That's what we're all about here. I mean, we make money doing it, but it's all for the greater good. So what what's your management style? Like, what kind of manager do you prefer and work best with? Um, I'm pretty good with a manager that usually like, hey, here's an assignment, kind of shows me what to do if it's something that I've never done before and then kind of leaves me to my own devices, but is open to questions if I have any questions or concern about the work that I'm doing. Oh, good, good. I think we can definitely work with that. Why don't you tell me a little bit about what you like to do outside of work, aside from hunting for aliens, of course. I usually spend my time going hiking or playing with Jupiter and the Neapolitan. Oh, who are they? Uh, Jupiter is my cat that my dad left me, and Neapolitan is my little hamster. Oh, I love those. Those little names are so cute. But usually other than that, I'm either working at the planetarium or volunteering at a cat shelter, you know, playing with the little cats. Those kitties. They're so sweet. They're the best. They all just need homes. I can't adopt them because I'm horribly allergic, but I do like to look at the pictures online. Oh, 
No touching of the soft bellies for you? No, I get horribly allergic and I just start sneezing and there are hives involved. It's really just unfortunate. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for your loss. That's okay. You'll just have to love cats for the both of us. I will do. So do you have any questions for us that I could answer before we lead you around the tour of the building? One question I'd have would be like, uh, what kind of opportunity or training will be available to me, me if I do get this job? So, of course, we'll get you up to speed on what the project is that they're working on. Um, I think it'll be right up your alley. It sounds like something you'd be really interested in. They're, uh, like I mentioned earlier, they're kind of the first line of defense of something weird is in our stars. They keep an eye out for it. So that's sort of what you're going to be doing. Um, it's going to be a lot of long nights, but we have lots of coffee. It's so much free coffee. Like, you'll be vibrating down the hallway. Sounds like my kind of life. And then from there, I guess the world's kind of your oyster if you decide that you want to work on another project, because we always have so many projects going, and if it works with your skill set and that's what you want to do, we can work to putting you in the best position for you to succeed. So, <laughs> excuse me. So say in a year or two, you hear that there's another project on another floor that's kind of related to yours and you could bring an interesting skill set to it. It's pretty easy to move departments here. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, it's, yeah, kind of the world is your academic oyster, as it were. I mean, within reason, you still have to get your work done. But if you can pitch a good reason for you to move departments, we can make it happen. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah, we don't like to lose people here, that's for sure. Uh, if I could have ask one more question, I don't know if it would be improper or not. No, go right ahead. Uh, what happened to the previous astronomer? That snake tried to steal information from our systems, and then he just left. We haven't heard from him in weeks. We've tried calling, we've tried showing up, and he doesn't answer, and it's just like he's gone. And I guess we could... If we really wanted to hunt him down, we totally could, but like, if you want to go that bad, go. He didn't, it's not like he stole something of national security interest, but it wasn't great. Like if it fell into the hands of our competitors, I'm, I'm pretty sure Mr. Judge would be really fucking furious. Pardon my language. Well, if I do get hired, you won't have to worry about that from me. Oh, I, I know we won't, because we're going to have so much paperwork for you to fill out. There's an NDA, there's a non-compete, there's, there's just so much. But it's all on the up and up, and you'll have plenty of time to look it over and take it to your lawyer or whatever and make sure that everything's okay. Sounds great. Great. Well, let's go take a look. I'll show you his – well, <laughs> I'll show you maybe your space. That other one's dead to us. We don't even know who he is anymore, so – it could be your space. We're going to go take a look at that. And that's all the way upstairs. Well, close to all the way upstairs because Mr. Judge's suite is on the top, top, tippy top floor. But you're pretty close since you're doing astrological research. Astronomical. Astrology is the one with the like charts and the birth signs and all that, right? Yeah. Okay, good. You don't <laughs> do that work here, I don't think. Maybe it's another department, but yours is definitely astronomy. And she's babbling all of this on at you as she leads you to the elevators. And the elevators are very shiny. Very shiny. Um, the buttons look like they could have 
like a white gold finish on them and everything is like marble and shiny and very pretty and the elevator doesn't even really feel like it's moving it just goes up and your ears pop with the air pressure and before you know it you're up at a very high level floor you're up on the 36th floor and it opens up to this very open off uh office slash lab space um there aren't really walls there kind of are walls but they're all glass there are some parts that are fogged over for some of the more sensitive labs and she's pointing all of this out to you as you go along they're all kind of pretty standard like that the desk spaces are rising standing desks it's all very minimalistic because costs you know you know office costs and all that nonsense um she leads you around the corner and it is the entire floor is just astronomy equipment. You recognize a lot of it, and a lot of it is very high-tech and very expensive. And she leads you to a a much quieter corner cube, which is pretty nice. You get a a good view over uh, Lincoln Park and the lake. And she's, like, trying to point it down, kind of. She's like, oh, the zoo is right over there. Sometimes we get the smells. It's horrific, but so nice because the critters are there. And there's the park. And then if you go down this street here, you're going to find all of the food options you could ever want. God help me. There are too many. And yeah, this is kind of the space. And the desk itself is pretty bare. There are some computer monitors and like a keyboard and a mouse. And that's about it. Like there's not much there. So what do you think? I'm just, like, staring around in awe at all the technology and just, like, just mouth just open wide, no words. (laughs) I know, right? I got the same thing the first time I came here. It pays to be a really successful company doing what we do for so long. And that payment is in shiny, wonderful electronics that do all of the things that you could ever want and probably more, but I don't want to touch them because I'll definitely break it. So if I do work here, I get to use all of this? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you need to use some of the more sensitive equipment, you'll have to get approval from your boss. But honestly, like, it's so easy. Just walk into his office and go, can I use this thing? And like, unless there's a really good reason for him to say no, you're probably going to be able to use it. I have no words. Wow, this is even better than I imagined it would be. So I know you've already talked to Wilson, Wilson Lamb, the the guy who's going to be your boss, essentially. Um, he's unfortunately out in the field right now. So I know you guys did a couple of little calls. So he's gone quite a bit. His work takes him out to our main observatory that's way out. Got, it's It's way out there. It's up in Wisconsin. And he's usually up there right now because that's where Cyril was. Cyril being the guy who abandoned us after stealing our information. Um, He was up, he was stationed up there. And now your boss has to go up there and man the station as it were. So you're going to be holding down the fort here, but you can almost always reach him during your office hours because he works the same ones because we're in the same time zone. (laughs) Um, You can always reach him when you're both working. And if not, just send him an email. He's really responsive. Look at me talking like you already work here. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm just uh, so hopeful. 
I, I'm also very hopeful. <laughs> You've been my favorite so far. Don't tell anyone I said that because I don't think I'm legally allowed. My lips are sealed. But this does come with a rather substantial pay raise. And she starts talking on about this as she starts heading back towards the elevators. And it's almost like she's just talking and doesn't realize if you're hanging back. I'm like jogging to keep up with her. <laughs> okay. So you guys continue talking about salary as you go down the elevator. 